in total two very small rounds of venture capital and um, one larger round of venture capital. So we've we were pretty busy in 05 and, and um, our lead investors include David Cowan over at Bessemer Ventures. Um, Bessemer is behind just numerous startups that have been very successful. David Cowan is um, was the founder of VeriSign and um, Bessemer is also one of the early investors in Skype. And um, we also have Catamount Ventures and they're the investors behind Pixo and um, Second Life and Cafe Press. And Which is doing well, Second Life. Yeah, very well. And um, we, for our last round, which was our real large um, round, and hopefully our last round, um, we brought in a company called Shasta Ventures, which is um, a pretty new fund here in the Valley, but very consumer focused. We also have a, a list of angel investors that you know, put in smaller amounts, but you know, add, add value. We talked about that previously. How would you imagine starting a company like that in Europe without any VCs? I spoke about that with Andy Smith, uh, previously from Flock, or better said, Andy motherfucking Smith. <laughs> or Termi, as we called him. In term. But yeah, Termi's great. Um, it, it's harder. I mean, I talked to a lot of friends. This is something I was alluding to in our breakfast discussion. I think I love Silicon Valley. There's a lot of brilliant people here. There's a lot of resources. And there's. I was talking to folks from MIT yesterday, and they asked me, you know, how would you describe the Valley? And to me, it feels like... The Valley is to technology what you know Florence was to the Renaissance, and um, I just wish that more people could participate. And I feel that the cost of living makes it really difficult. So either you, you know, you have to come to the Valley or have connections to the Valley, or you know, try your try your hand at dealing with much fewer resources outside. Like no, it's not even just Europe. Um, you were mentioning earlier that there's fewer venture capitalists making investments in Europe and it's, and it's just actually the, the ante, the cost of getting a company created um, is a lot higher. So that creates an unfavorable market condition. But even other parts of the United States, you don't, there's a little bit of Silicon Valley snobbery around getting, you know, the Valley's playing. Since we live in the, on the internet, I would say the VCs could will anyway put money in some companies in Europe uh, even though they have to be created here in, in the US whatever so it's just all about I would say to all the people that are willing that to not be afraid of, of running in, into guys here absolutely I mean you know I I talk to my board every week right and these folks are looking at investments so it's not to say that Silicon Valley investors won't talk to you. You're obviously at a if you're outside of Silicon Valley and you know even more in in another country, it's a lot more difficult. Having said that, a lot of these companies are now taking risks that they otherwise wouldn't take by making much smaller investments. So you'll find that you can even get companies like Bessemer and Sequoia will make really small, in, uh, Draper, Fisher, Jefferson will make really small investments. Let's talk about Flock again, and um, on which browser or, 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 or platform is, is Flock based? So Flock is, the browser is actually built off of the Firefox code base, and it's multi-platform, so you, it actually, we compile it in Linux, Apple, and PC, of course. Okay. And how, how is it dependent from, from the, um, the Firefox developments? 
Um, we so we actually whenever there's an update to the Firefox code base, um, we have it in there, you know, at pretty much concurrently. Sometimes if it goes out before, we can actually slip it in there at the same time. Okay. Our beta right now, our 0.7 beta is, is based off of Firefox 1.5, okay. and our 1.0, which is coming out, um, you know, we expect by the end of Q1, um, will be um, based off of Firefox 2.0. Okay. Which means, of course, um, as an inconvenient, if there is a bug in Firefox, you might uh, recuperate this bug in the code Would base. So, are you, are you saying if, there, if there's a bug in Firefox, then Flock inherits it? If there's a bug in Firefox, you probably have it in, in, in Flock. It's not being your fault. Right, right. No, well, it's not about fault. It is open source. So, I mean, yeah. you know, the ideal scenario would be if there is a bug in Firefox, then hopefully we can, you can, correct uh, we can help correct it, right? Yeah. Um, that's the beauty of open source. But um, Do you work with them back and forth? We, we let's say that we, we try to. I mean, and they try to. It's... Um, I think both organizations are extraordinarily busy. It yeah. probably happens, not probably, it definitely happens more at the um, developer level. Um, just because there's, you know, there's, they have a lot going on, we have a lot going on, we're both working on a browser and we're, we're kind of addressing different markets, but, you know, we do, we get involved in some Mozilla events, Mozilla and Flock folks yeah, get yeah, together yeah. at like dev houses and stuff. and. You know, some of our earliest employees were in involved with Spread Firefox, so it's yeah. it's it's a friendly relationship, but yeah. we probably don't work as closely as we'd like to. Okay. Oh, if we get a bit t techy, a bit geeky inside of the development, and how those or are those things written in which language, environment, whatever? Right. So. Um, well, Firefox is written in Zool and a lot of... Um, which, which is their own language. Right, of. yeah. Um, and um, the most of the stuff that we actually build on top of it is written in, in C and, um, and um, DHTML. Okay, because I've, I've been seeing a bit... Uh, Looking over the shoulder of, of Andy um, in Amsterdam, he was working a bit on, on, on Flock, and I found it pretty geeky because it was a lot of terminal things, kind of VI, VI uh -huh. things. So it's it's not like a super uh, Visual Studio.net environment. It's not at all it's for real man. <laughs> it's yeah, we definitely have some hardcore geeks working on Flock. It's um, and it's it's basically the the kind of folks we attract and okay. you know the folks that are most passionate about it. Okay. Okay, so I guess if they're running into bugs, it's for them kind of harder to find the bug than it would be in some other environments. It's harder, but I think that's what makes it the challenge fun for these folks. Yeah, it probably makes it better also, could be, mm -hmm. because they know more yeah. about that. Yeah. Okay. You work a lot with uh, with integration of services like uh, like uh, like Flickr for the bucket and all those other things. So what's, real, what's really the business model behind Flock? Um, business model is really simple. Browsers in general monetize very predictably. I know um, yesterday Mozilla publicly announced their 2005 numbers, which was their first year of existence, and they were they made I think 52.5 million was the official number that they made. Bear in mind that 2006 was a tremendously successful year for them. So it's most likely, if I had, my best guess is. It's at least double that. Yeah. Now you look at their user base, 
and you can say, okay, what, you know, how much does a user monetize per year? And what is Mozilla doing to monetize? Actually, it's not very clear to the user, which is the beauty of it. It's, um, they're basically getting a rev share off of the search and the start page. It's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a well-publicized, well-blogged um, about model, but yet people, a lot of people don't, don't realize that. You know, every time you install a toolbar, every time you um, do a search and someone clicks on an ad word, you know, people make money and that, and that revenue gets shared. And that, that's the basic model. And it's, you know, it's, it's it, if you know Opera, for example, they, they used to have a browser that you had to pay for and it had, you know, ads in the free edition. That went away because they cut a similar deal to Mozilla um, with Google. And it's pretty, uh, from a user point of view, the Opera model is pretty, it's, it's not so cool. It's annoying to have a banner on the top. Well, so well. Because people won't see, the way you make money at Flock or at Firefox, people won't see it. Yeah, it's completely transparent. I mean, it's the, it's the same exact user experience that you would have if Mozilla was not making money, right? Yeah. So why, I, I think it's a great model that you use Google the way you would use Google. And if you happen to do it in a Mozilla browser, the Mozilla Foundation makes some money out of it. And that's great. Let, let's speak a bit about the Mac now, because uh, a lot of people will ask myself, why are you here? Because I'm a Mac podcast, I'm a podcast about the Mac. First of all, you have a, a special relation with, uh, with the Mac and with Apple. Uh-huh. So, well, my special relation goes a couple of ways. One is my wife actually was um, a product manager for, for Apple. She worked in the iPod group. Um, and we've just always been huge Apple Mac fans. And, um, and so when we, when we always look to, to Apple as kind of, you know, a design inspiration, just like pretty much everyone else in the Valley. So. And, uh, but the, let's talk about the Mac version of, uh, of Flock. Uh, well, you know where I'm gonna go. It's 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 about speed, first of all, which is not. It's always it kind of always a problem in the Mac platform as I see it, and uh, in Flock it's also uh, it's also it's all, it's it's a bit slower the version now. Yeah, it's getting better. It is getting better. We're looking. You know, one of the things we're looking to tackle is startup time. You know, always making that as crisp as possible, and um, you know, trying to get the rendering to be as quick. Also, if you look at There's obviously a variety of alternative, uh, alternatives on the Mac. Um, I would say I don't know any platform having so many browsers. Yeah, which is great. I, I mean, we're, we're all about choice. And that's, again, thank Mozilla for that. Because you have Camino, you have Firefox, you have Flock. Um, we're trying to do different things. And so, you know, the, that we add photo integration the way that we do that we had photo uploading the ability to embed photos into um, you know social networking posts yeah. I, we realize that overall we're, we're kind of do, we're doing different things where of course we're a browser and we believe a better browser you know that's our ante but on top of that we want to make sure that we actually provide value beyond that and and we're hoping that we'll continue to close the gap on performance and yeah. you know I got a, a, a team of folks working on that and, yeah. and, and you're not I would say you're not only a browser if, if uh, your typical user base are not the guys uh, using Safari because you're doing much more than just browsing yeah I mean uh, again the, the big vision the big goal here is to look at people and media and the community that forms around it and anything that we can do be it photos videos um, 
just social interaction, sharing, like anything that we can do to facilitate that, we're going to try and do. And some of the earliest antis we've done in the product is, you know, we, we have we have a nice little blog editor in the product so we can actually talk to a variety of different blogging platforms we can make it easy to integrate your photos from a variety of different photo services and um you know and that's free that comes with it we have rss we have bookmarks that automatically synchronize with delicious um you know and and obviously some other features as well which is cool because everybody has a Flickr account a lot of people, uh, I would say more in, in, in America, have a photo bucket, because photo bucket is less known in, in, in Europe. Um, everybody has a delicious account, everybody has a blog, so you kind of integrate everything. Yeah, and, and that's the idea, to just make like that you know, seamless, seamless integration of those services to the extent at which it, it, it facilitates um, yeah. you know, community and socializing online. Yeah about the Mozilla Foundation and, and, and all the browsers, there's practically on the Mac, there is actually only two kind of browser, which is Mozilla Base or WebKit, WebKit Base, no? Uh, if you look at the, the, right. the base, the install base, yeah, yeah. so it's either Flock or, or um, Camino, which are Mozilla based, or if you look at the others, it's it's like uh, uh, Shira or yeah. uh, or this one from, um, from the guys at uh, Omni. So OmniWeb is also WebKit based, I think. OmniDazzle and OmniGraffle, you could sell. So it's it's really two different, just the two only actors that I can think of. Right. I mean, it's two underlying technologies, but you know, again, what you can do with that is, you know, it's it's more about the experience and the interaction. I think. When I saw the video at, at, so let's put it that way, that I contacted you after seeing the video of, of Scobble. So I knew about Flock, I used Flock, uh, to be honest, more on Windows than on the Mac. Um, and uh, I knew Chris Messina, I knew Andy. I didn't know you, but I saw the video of Robert Scobble interviewing you. When, what I saw, what really interested me was your keyboard. Your pretty weird ergonomic keyboard. Yep. What's, what's about that? So, um, you know, in, in doing Flock, I, I spent, um, well, I spend probably 12 hours a day on a keyboard. And if you look at my hands, um, like most people's hands, this is actually curved. And when you look at most keyboards, they're flat. So you put a lot of stress on your hand just by, you know, having to compensate for the fact that your hand doesn't yeah, yeah. align flatly. So I have this keyboard by Kinesis, which actually has the key, the keyboard has two wells, so you actually type. Yeah. So it's, it's rather than having a standard QWERTY layout that is flat, it has the QWERTY keyboard divided in the middle and the key layout is actually two wells. Yeah. Because we have two hands. Yeah, exactly. Most. <laughs> well, I'm crazy about ergonomic, and my listeners know about that. Uh, but I was surprised that you have a pretty nice keyboard that I, can, that I can't have in Europe. Uh, I'd have to buy it here and put it in my luggage, uh, because it's really hard to have those. Because those ones are really ergonomic. If you look at the Microsoft ones or yeah. whatever, they are half ergonomics. Yeah, they, they, I've tried everything, and I, you know, I didn't want to go out and spend that kind of money. I mean, those keyboards are, those are expensive. Kind of yeah, um, which you know, you get the good uh, the currency yeah, yeah. conversion yeah. these days. But um, you know, I, I highly recommend it. It really, yeah. uh, I had severe severe pains in my, in my yeah. forearms, and it's gone. Funny enough, you just have a normal mighty mouse, not an ergonomic mouse or whatever. 
Yeah, I I don't. Or you don't use the mouse? <laughs> no, I do, but I, I don't find that I had a lot of um, repetitive stress injury from the mouse, just the keyboard. Okay. Um, any other thing you wanted uh, to say about Flock? Uh, where's Where's the 1.0 heading? Um, the 1.0 is just, it's gonna. I wish we could maintain the same kind of mystique that Apple does, but uh, yeah. it, I think we're gonna we're really focused on smoothing out the user interactions. Okay. Um, Flock has never suffered from a shortage of good features and great ideas. Um, it's now getting those all aligned and discoverable and consistent user experiences. So it's going to be a lot of polish added to it and um, a few new and exciting features. I hope you guys check it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, now it's the time where I have some questions coming out of my head, not written anymore on the MacBooks. But uh, these are most of the time the most interesting ones because they come out of what we've said before. The first one is um, how um, does Flock evolved over the last two years? So I guess you started with a bunch of guys, but now you're much more. How, how does it add growing up? So it's, you know, it started out a bunch of guys hanging out in a garage, hacking away. Actually, it really it starts in a garage here. <laughs> yeah, it actually really started in my living room. But um, we, we started out in a converted garage and um, we grew to about 12 to 14 people, somewhere in that range, counting contractors. And it got really, um, well, it got really crowded and smelling in the garage. And um, and so you know when we when we brought on a larger round of funding we um, we did a few things including um, you know bringing on some some management and growing out the company so we're about 30 people now um, and you know it's a good size. What are the the, the companies um, here in the valley or somewhere else, whatever, that you think are kind of um, the same way of thinking as Flock has, like like uh, like startup community talking about? Well, one coming out of my hand uh, of my head is is um, Mebo, for example. Great company. Yeah. Yeah, I know Seth. Um, I love Mebo. I mean, I use it all the time. It's um, you know, it's it's a it's a very useful, simple user interaction. I mean, it, it looks like we're going to do everything in a browser. Yeah. In a few years. No, I, I you know, I, we're always, um, Mebo is actually right near Flock and, and, and Mountain View. But um, yeah, they're, philosophically, I, I definitely look at them as a kindred spirit. And so what about the browser computer? You know, the one you start and you only have a browser as the OS? As long as it's Flock, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we've been discussing a lot about that. It's, we're coming back and forth from network computers to desktop computers, and at the end of the day, if you look at at, at Google, for example, um, looks like today you can do pretty much everything in the browser with Google Docs, for example. And then we really think about a computer where you would start it and you would have a browser, mm -hmm. which actually basically could possibly not start up if you don't have an internet connection. Right. You know what I mean? Because we do everything in the browser. Right. What, what's your view on that? Or, or would you rather personally still keep, keep... Of course, we will never have an, in the browser an experience like Mac OS X. Right. Um, yeah, I, I... You know, it's, it would be great to, to continue to bring the browser more front and center. But until the user experience is, is equal, if not better, I don't see a reason for it. You know, I'm... Again, I... I'm a big fan of simplifying things and not having to install a bunch of applications would, would be great for me. Not having to update them all the time would be would be a great tool for me. But I, 
I would want to make sure that the the overall utility um, is is sound and not completely predicated on having an internet connection because what when we met this morning the one thing I was doing was on the phone with Comcast trying to get my internet connection to work yeah, yeah, right yeah, and yeah. so yeah. It, it happens very rarely but not having connectivity can be a big problem for Funny me. Funny enough they have a name I really like Comcast yeah and uh, I, I, I would say uh, I get a lot of email from people thinking they are writing to their family at comcast.com they write it to at pomcast.com so hard. you can't imagine how many babies photos I've seen <laughs> or barbecue photos from last weekend because people confound Pomcast and Comcast. But anyway, I wish I would have so, so much money with like Comcast. So the two last questions is, we talk about Google. Um, do you see them, for example, uh, having one day or another a Google computer? You know what I mean? Since they will have a Google phone. I, I, I've honestly given up on speculating about Google, but I will say that I, I would never count them out of anything. I mean, they're, yeah. they're really pushing the envelope. and. You know, they have Google Pack, and if they determine it makes sense, I I would place my bets on them. That and Google working with the Mac now, with Apple, it's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, totally. So it's open, It opens up a lot of things. So talking about Apple, I'm here not only for to interview you and Scobble and all the others, but, but to be honest, really for the Mac world, yeah. which is next, next week. Um, what do you expect at the Mac world as a Mac freak geek? It's hard. I expect that they're going to announce a product. Um, I, I honestly, like, I have no idea. I, the blogs have been talking about a phone. The Engadget has been talking about, you know, ITV. Um, I. What have we seen of late? It's either a, a new, a new laptop or a new iPod, and, and I. I I don't know. I hope. I kind of hope it's not a new laptop because I got the first generation MacBook Pro, and every time a newer or faster one comes out, yeah. I get a little bit more buyer's remorse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, we spoke about that. MacBooks are too heavy, too big. We need a sub notebook. Sub notebook would be awesome. Yeah. I looked this morning to my friend's Vio, which is so tiny and so funny. Yeah. So we hope something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And what about the iPhone? I have no idea. Don't, don't expect it, so you won't be disappointed. Yeah, that's pretty much, you know, I, because when it comes out, I'm going to have to find a reason to like ditch my phone if it comes out. But I, you know, yeah. I think Sony and Nokia will put, will force that. Yeah, yeah, into. yeah. Thank you anyway for this thing and uh, this wonderful place here in Menlo Park and uh, this uh, what's what's this place ca called? Cafe Baroni. Okay, so come here if you for one because it's a really nice place. Cool. Well, and thank you. Yeah. See you soon anyway. So flock.com, F-L-O-C-K. Thank you. Uh, Download it. Send me a note if, if, yeah. you, if you have any questions. So it's free, so go for it. Because Europeans like free free things. Well, in that case, you can download too. <laughs> yeah, that's it. See you. 1984 won't be like 1984. Get your iPod. iPod's here. You like your Macintosh. You like your Macintosh. Your Macintosh. Up, up. And the Macintosh of all the machines I've ever seen is the only one that meets that standard. iPod. A thousand songs in your pocket. If today were the last day of my life, would I want to do what I am about to do today? <laughs>